Morning, Brookside. It's good to good to see all of you. I hope that you're <clears throat> hope that you're having a good weekend. If you're a guest here with us this morning, we want to say a special welcome to you. Uh, we're really glad that you were able uh, to be able to join us this week. Maybe you're visiting from out of town. Uh, we're really uh, glad that you could uh, be here in our service today. I want you to know that if you are um, visiting Brookside, if you're checking out Brookside this weekend, we have a lot of information for you up in our upper lobby. You can go up there and get information about our programs and, and all the different things um, that go on here in the life of our church. Um, also want to just kind of give you a heads up. This morning is a, a little bit of a, a different Sunday for us, and so I, I think you'll, under, you'll understand that. I'd like for us to, to do this as we get started. Um, if you would just join me in prayer, and let's just go to the Lord and, and ask Him to lead and, and uh, to really to guide our service today. So, so would you pray with me? Lord, um, as Rob has just prayed, Lord, I, I thank you um, for this time of worship and uh, Lord, I thank you for the body of Christ. I thank you, Lord, that we can come together and we can worship you. And Lord, we say, we say it again, Lord, you are worthy of our praise, of our adoration. Um, Lord, I pray this morning that the power of the Holy Spirit um, would do a great work in our hearts. Lord, I pray for each person here that they would be touched by the hand of God today. I would ask you even right now to just to pray uh, for yourself. Maybe just say this to the Lord, God, would you meet me in this place? God, would you, would you do a work in my own heart? So maybe just have that kind of conversation with the Lord right now. God, would you meet me in this place? Go ahead and do that just on your own. And then if you would pray for me, if you would pray that the words of, of my mouth would be pleasing in the sight of, of God, that they would be honoring to him, if you would do that, that would be great. So, Lord, that's our our prayer today. We love you, and uh, Lord, you're holy, and so we revere you today, and uh, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Well, this morning, uh, we're going to look at some of the aspects um, that make uh, the church, that that, that comprise what the church is, I should say, when it's at its best. Um, I want you to think for a second about when you think of when the local church is functioning at its very best, what are the things that come to mind? What are the things when, when you think of, oh, the local church, it's, oh, it's exactly right on target right now. What are the things that come to your mind? What are the things that come to your mind when you have those moments where you say, I can't believe I get to be a part of this. Those moments when you say, ah, Brookside, I'm so proud I get to be a part of that church. Those moments when those that even people that don't even associate with the church in general, they look at the church and they marvel at, at what God is doing through it. They, they marvel at, at what is going on in the, in the midst of it. When is the church, would you say, when is the church at its best? When is Brookside at its best? When, when, is, when does the smile of God, when does it fall on this place? When is the church at its best? You might naturally think of, and, and, uh, and, and this is where my mind goes, you might think of the early church. Um, when I think about when the church is at its best, my, my mind, it quickly drifts to Acts chapter 2. I think about the early church. I think about Peter in Acts chapter 2, and he's standing before this, this crowd of people, and he's, he's proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you can just picture him in front of this crowd of, of people, some believers, many unbelievers, and he's, he's passionately proclaiming the message of Jesus Christ. I think that's when the church is at its best. It says in the text that, that Peter, he was proclaiming the, the gospel boldly. And the text says that he was warning them with many words. It says that he was, he was pleading with them. 
And it says that some people responded. It says those that accepted his message, they were baptized. And and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. I mean, think about that for a second. That was a great day for the church, wasn't it? An amazing day for the church. The church is at its best when it's boldly proclaiming the message of Jesus Christ. When, When the Holy Spirit is working in the lives of people and it's drawing people to their heavenly Father. Many of you have experienced that. Many of you have sat in here and you've experienced that with us. And you know that, oh, that, that's when the church is at its best, when that's happening. There are other descriptions that mark a church when it's at its best. If we keep reading about the early church, we see quickly that what they did together really marked them as a people. What they did together. If we get this, this picture that, that helps us understand, okay, what are we shooting for? What does the church look like when it's at its best? The scriptures record that they, they met together. Uh, they, they heard the word of God like we're doing this morning. They opened the word of God together. It says that they praised God together. It says this, they enjoyed the favor of all the people. Meaning this, and, and you can't miss this, there was a unique way in which the people of God in the early church cared about each other. It was unique. It was very appealing. It was the church at its very, very best. The church is at its best when the message of Christ, when it's proclaimed boldly, when the Spirit of God is touching hearts. The church is also at its best when the people of God are caring for the needs of other people. Romans chapter chapter 12, verse 15. We get these words. It says, rejoice with those who rejoice. That's a fun verse, isn't it? Think about that for a second. Rejoice with those who rejoice. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, does it? I mean, that's good news. That's like the party that you want to be invited to. This is when you get a call from the person in your life group and they say, we're having a baby. This is when you get the call and you get the news. I got the promotion. This is when you you hear, I'm having a great week. What do you do? You rejoice with those who rejoice. This is when you get the news. Our daughter is feeling better. This is celebrating together. This is deep laughter. This is when the church being the best that it possibly can, honestly, it comes fairly easily, doesn't it? But look at the second half. If you've got your Bible open to Romans 12, verse 15, it says, rejoice with those who rejoice. But notice this, it also says this, but right there along with it, at equal value, rejoice with those who rejoice, but mourn with those who mourn. This is hard. Uh, These are the days that you, you don't look forward to. These are the days that you think, I just need to get through this. Many of you can relate to these days. There are times when you say to yourself, is this really happening? There are times when you just wonder inside, okay, when I wake up tomorrow, will will it just be different? Is this a dream? Is this a bad nightmare that I'm going to wake up from and it's going to be over? That's, that's, that's That's a dark day. That's a storm. That's mourning. The church is at its best when it mourns with those who mourn. Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 says, carry each other's burdens. It's the idea that when, when a hard time in life strikes, the people around you, they feel your pain. It's this graphic picture that you carry the burden. Like they have a burden, it's, you put it on your shoulders, you help carry the burden of another. That's when the church is, that's when the church is at its best. Question for you. Have you ever noticed this? Have you ever noticed how much you learn about yourself and about those around you in the midst of the storms of life? 
I mean, think about that for a second. Have you ever gone through a really trial? Did you notice how much you learned about yourself really quickly and about all the people around you? In the midst of a trial, this is when the church comes to life. This is when the church has an opportunity to see what it's made of. When the church bears one another's burdens, the church is, um, the church is at its best. This morning, um, I need to deliver some, some news to you that uh, I wish I didn't have to deliver. Um, Steve, our lead pastor, and his wife, Becky, who's also on our staff and, and who is a dear friend uh, to many of you, they found out yesterday that their son, Greg, died. Um, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. Greg had this severe, a severe flu all last week, and then he died unexpectedly of internal bleeding. Greg's home was in Minneapolis, and so yesterday Steve and Becky, <clears throat> they left to be with their family and uh, to join their daughter, Nikki. This morning, uh, Steve and Becky, they want you to know that they're surrounded by family. They're surrounded by friends. They're surrounded by our pastoral team, by our elders. They also want you to know that they appreciate your prayer. Greg's funeral will be held in Minneapolis sometime this week. I was thinking about this this morning. You know, the hallmark of Brookside Church is the people, isn't it? That's why that hurts. The hallmark of our church is not the preaching. It's not the music. It's not any one program. The hallmark of our church is the people. It's the people down the row from you. And so you're surely asking yourself probably this question, or you will, what can I do to help? And the answer to this question is, you can pray. And you know that that's, uh, that's no small thing. That's not tried at all. Let me read to you James chapter 5, verse 13. It says, is any one of you in trouble? You should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders to pray over him. Prayer is powerful. It says, and the prayer offered in faith will make a sick person well, and the Lord will raise him. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray. Pray for each other that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man or woman is powerful and effective. You know, at a time like this, your first instinct might be to think, I need to go visit. I need to send flowers. But the best thing that we can do for Steve and Becky right now is to pray. As you can imagine, they need space. They need some privacy to grieve with their family and with the few others that are with them on this journey. You can understand how when, when tragedy is, is fresh, I mean, when it's this raw, that you really can only process that with a handful of, of people that are around you. And in a large church like this, it would be very easy for us, and it would be done with very good intentions, but it would be easy for us to overwhelm Steve and Becky out of our love for them. But it would be easy to overwhelm them with, with emails or texts or calls or visiting. And so the best and the most loving thing that we can do for them is we can pray. And we can pray that God would pour out his mercy, that he would pour out his grace in the midst of their pain. Do you remember that picture that we get in, in Ephesians chapter 4? We looked at this a few weeks ago. Ephesians chapter 4, the stakes are really high. The Apostle Paul is in a prison cell, 
And in the midst of the stakes being really high, we see the Apostle Paul doing what? It says this, I kneel before the Father. What does he do in the midst? He gets down on his knees. He kneels before the Father and he prays. You know, this morning I had this, this picture. I was just asking God, oh, God, give me a word. And I had this picture come to my mind of Brookside just all around the city this week, wherever we work, wherever we live, just on our knees, you know? I was picturing a different living rooms, maybe your office, whatever it is. But we're on our knees and we're, we're seeking God. We're kneeling before the, the Father and we're bearing the burdens of those around us because that's when the church is at its best. If you would pray for them, that would be a significant gift if we would all do that. At some point, if you want to send them a card, um, that would be great if you could actually just send those right to the church and we'll make sure that we get those to them. I want to close by looking at a text, Psalm 23, and and here's where the hope is in this. This, Let me just read this over you. It's Psalm 23, verse 4. It says, even though I walk, imagine this, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, don't miss this now, it says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. As followers of Jesus Christ, you know this, we're not spared of difficulty. We're not spared of trials in this life. We're not. But But with With all of that, we have hope. We have hope in Jesus Christ. Verse 4, in the midst of the valleys of life, and and you know how the valleys are. It's not not if they'll come. It's not am I going to have a a valley in life. No, no, no. It's, It's when. When is a valley coming? And David says this in the midst of one. He says, you know what the Lord is for me? Here's the hope. The Lord is my shepherd. He's there for me. I shall not be in one. He says... He, he leads me. Imagine this. The Lord is my shepherd. He's there. It doesn't mean it's not going to rain on us. It doesn't mean it's not going to pour. It doesn't mean there will be no storms. But David says, I cling to what? The Lord. He's my, he's my shepherd. He's my leader. He guides me. Even though I, I walk through the, the valley, even though I go through tough time, don't miss this. He says, you are with me. You comfort me. Psalm 121, the writer wrote this. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Find great comfort in this. What do you do? I lift my eyes to the hills. Why? Because my help comes from the Lord. Why? He's the maker of heaven and earth. You know, this morning, um, bearing a burden is not unique to Steve and Becky. They would say that this morning. Many of you are here today and you would say you're facing a, a big one, something that you're saying it's just too big for me to handle. And you're ready to do this. You're ready to throw in the towel. You're ready to say, I can't do it no more. I hope you're encouraged this morning by these words. You are not alone. God is with you. Steve and Becky love this church And you know why they love this church? They love this church because of the truth and the message of Jesus Christ. And that message is this. You are not alone. He is with you. This morning in the midst of my desperation, I I said, God, would you just give me a word? And I'll tell you what, Matthew chapter 28, the very last verse of that came right to mind. And I didn't have to sit there long. What's it say? He said, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. What a word. Praise God. Yeah. This week, as we seek to be the church at its best, I would ask you, all of us, 
would you have a heightened awareness of the people around you who are carrying a burden? You know how it is when you go through something like this or someone you really love goes through something tragic? It really causes you to take a time out on your own deal, doesn't it? And you stand back a little bit and you go, okay, what's important? And you kind of look around and you go, wow, I didn't even notice they've been dealing with that for a long time. And gosh, let this week be one of those for you. Might it be a pause for us as a church even? And might we have a heightened awareness of those around us? We each have, we have those people in our lives, don't we? It took me very little time to think of who they are in my life. Might we be the kind of people that we are quick to bear each other's burdens? Might we be the kind of people that we're quick to pray? Might we be the kind of local church that we're known for the way that we rejoice with those who rejoice? I mean, we enthusiastically enter into the joy of others. But might we also be known for the way that we mourn with those who mourn? Because when we do, the church is at its best. And when the church is at its best, know this, that's when the name of Jesus Christ is glorified. That's why we do this every week. That's, that's when the name of Jesus Christ is lifted high. And so would you pray with me? And I would say this, if you have a burden this morning, um, let myself and, and let those around you even, let them pray for you. And I pray that you would be reminded today that God is with you. You are not alone. You don't have to throw in the towel. Why? Because God is with you. That's the truth of the scriptures. That's the message of the scriptures. And so let's, let's pray together as a church. Lord, we want to be a church at its best. And so, Lord, we pray that you would give us the grace and the, and the wisdom and the mercy to do that. Lord, this morning we lift up Steve and Becky. Nikki, and God, we just pray that your grace and your mercy would be poured out on them as they grieve. Lord, I thank you that the leader of our church and his family are so dear to us. Lord, that's a good sign. And so, Lord, we give them to you, the Heavenly Father that loves them more than any of us can. And so, Lord, we give them to you. Lord, we love you. And, Lord, I think of the people that came here today and they would say, Man, you're reading my mail. I am, I'm in burden time. I, I am struggling. I am facing a challenge that I can't face. And Lord, I pray this morning that you would give those folks hope. And if that's you today, would you just say to God, even right now in your own heart, would you say, God, I grab on to the hope. And here it is. Don't miss this. You are with me. Would you grab on to that this morning? God is with us. Lord, I thank you that you are our shepherd. Lord, you guide us, you lead us for your namesake. And so, Lord, might we be the church that's functioning at its best as we rejoice with those who rejoice, but, Lord, as we mourn with those who mourn. God, might we be known by our actions this week. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.